Hey men, welcome to another episode of Quality Manhood, a show meant for Christian men seeking to understand and apply God's truth in everyday life. There you go. That took three times, and, and I still intro. didn't get it right. All right, well, we're going to keep going anyways, because this is uh, live and raw and real, and here we go. Quality. quality. This is why you tune in. No, but we are here again to, uh, to bring another episode from our men's breakfast here at Compass Bible Church, and we have two special guests with us. We've got Ryan Hawley with us. We have Sean Smith with us. As always, I'm one of the hosts, PJ Burner, along with my co-host, Kellen Allen. Hi. 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 You, you took the high road on this one. You just kept high it road. safe, didn't you? You didn't want to risk calling me a grandma again, did you? I didn't. I, for the record, I got to verify from a true Romanian uh, whoa, person. Whoa, whoa, <laughs> this is ballot recounting here. Whoa, hold on. I got to verify from a couple people that, that it, was, it was correct, right? My person, Jeff, help me out, say yes. Dude, I don't, I don't know about this. You didn't say that loud enough. You didn't say that loud enough. Whatever. You called me a grandma. That's what's on I'm the podcast okay that, from now just, forward. I'm saying for moving forward. No, yeah. Sorry. Well, we're talking about advice to our younger selves. And Kellen, if you and I could go back to our younger selves. <laughs> I think we would agree. In, uh, in Dallas, uh, you know, after 90, what, seven? 96. 96? Yeah. What, what would maybe one piece of advice be that we would give our younger selves growing up in Dallas? Just uh, get a new team. Get a new football team now. There it is. Just, yeah. If you're a uh, don't commit the, yourself the, the to the 97 Cowboys. You just get a new team. You got you got championships in the 90s. It's time to pick something new, and you don't have to suffer. Right. You don't have to have the heartaches and pains and. Or don't pick Danucci for your quarterback. Or that that, that well, might Dan, help. Danucci, his, his, Danucci's not there anymore. We've got Cooper Rush. Oh, that's even better. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's just, it's, it's tough to be a fan, man. Like, it's not easy. We suffer. And then, then yeah. you have people that are in California that are just ruthless. They, right. don't, they don't sympathize. They're not like, hey, are you okay? Like, right. it'll be better next year. They just rub right. it in and send like, like Stephen A. Smith. Are you, you talking about your wife on that? Because I think she leads the charge on rubbing she it does. in. She there, does. There's a few people in here too that yeah. send text messages constantly. Right. My wife is one. Well, you know, when you're in California and you pay for your championships, you know, it's kind of easy when you bring in guys like LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Easy, easy. They, oh, oh, you're a Lakers fan. That's right. I forgot about that. I'm a LeBron fan. Yeah. Is there? Do, are you still taking applications for the bandwagon? Or I'm fine with that. I'm fine. I, hey, I'm a. I was never. I'm a LeBron James fan. Yeah. Is hey? Does LeBron still like the Lakers, or is Go he done with them now? Like he was done with Cleveland and Miami. And who's the who's the next team? The greatest of all time. Behind Michael Jordan. Is he pairing up with Michael Jordan and, and Scottie Pippen to go win another championship? Phil Jackson Maybe. will be like, hey, I'll go coach them, right? Maybe. As long yeah. as they put rings on people's fingers. What are we even talking about? Advice to our younger selves. Yeah. So let's get there, right? <laughs> well, we're going to get to our uh, we guests start. that we've got here. Let's start, uh, let's start, Sean, with you. As you think about your younger self, maybe what's one or two things that you wish you could go back and tell Sean Smith growing up, this is what I think you should do differently? Well, I think the first thing would be, um, and you gave us great preparation time for this, a lot of thought. Hey, you had at least 45 minutes. minutes. Uh, 45, that's what a bit that generous. A but yeah, we'll, we had 45, maybe. Um, actually, in all seriousness, I think one of the first things would be to get out of yourself. Stop thinking about yourself so much. I would actually have my younger self have read A.W. Tozer's the knowledge of the holy at a very young age 
and wrap yourself around who you are before a holy God and understand you're sinful and really understand what that means as opposed to pouring into, whether it's religion, going to church, but understand uh, who you are before a holy God, understand who God is. Yeah. Um, you know, so I, I don't know if that's where you were ahead with this, but yeah. I mean, that is by far probably the most important thing that took almost 53 years for me to come to that understanding and not yeah. just practice religion, but understand who God really is and understand your sinful self yeah. right out of the gate. And just for context, Sean, for the guys listening, your upbringing, your background, did you grow up in a Christian home? Did you grow up playing the religious game? Or are you saying, man, I would go back and, and this is a... What was your background in that? So background was, um, grew up going to a Catholic church every now and then, and um, you know, I won't get into all the, the jokes that can go along with that. I grew up in the Catholic church, so I guess I can make them, but was an altar boy, got confirmed, but I had no idea what confirmation was. I had to have who the woman that became my wife in high school explained to me, you were confirming your infant baptism. I went, oh, all right. Well, I know there was a party and I got, you know, cash gifts and so forth. So, but I, I didn't understand who God was and I had a lot of curiosity yeah. uh, that God had put in my heart. And when I met my wife, who her father was a pastor, it, it was very enlightening and, and opened my eyes to a lot of things. But no, I did not grow up in, but I yeah. had a lot of questions. And so once I started going down that path, I thought, okay, well now I'm a Christian because I understand these things, but I never put myself before God's throne and said, okay, I, I'm then Isaiah, you know, the, what was what me? Was me. Yeah. I, I had never gotten to that point. Yeah. Uh, so you're telling me there's not a lot of Catholic altar boys reading A.W. Tozer then? <laughs> no, <laughs> the problem is there's, there's hardly anybody in the clergy. I don't think has ever read A.W. Yeah. Tozer. That's a big, big miss yeah. in, in uh, Catholicism. It's just, uh, yeah, there, there's, there's too much time spent feeling guilty and trying to do some type of penance to feel better about it. Right, right, right. Well, Ryan, how about you? Same question. Yeah, I think I'd tell myself a couple of things. First, don't wear parachute pants. I know you think they look cool, but they don't in those photos <laughs> that hang around, so. Do you still have them? I you do, do come not. On. No, I, you do. I do not have them, nor would they fit if I had them, but um, I think also, Save up a bunch of money and just go on a bunch of vacations in 2019 because 2020 <laughs> is just shot. So That's save fair. up and, and, and make 2019 a year to remember. That's but, awesome. Um, I think, honestly, though, in, in all seriousness, one of the things I would do is, and pretty simple, but just a perspective shift of just spend, I tell my younger self, spend some time in prayer every morning just focusing on how utterly, completely, and wholly dependent you are on God. Mm. Because like for me, I'm a guy that, that likes to be in charge. I'm a guy that likes to have plans and make plans. And you just hit again and again in life that you're not in charge and those plans don't always work out like they should. And I know that I've just spent a lot of my life worrying about that, worrying yeah. about, oh, this didn't happen and uh, the career's not going like I want or I'm not getting married when I want or the kids are more of a challenge than I thought or the house is falling apart. Like whatever it is, it's just, if I spend time realizing that every breath that I have, everything that I am is dependent on God, it just, it just changes my perspective on, um, on really my whole day and, and um, 
just I think would really 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 helps me just to look at each day of what does God want me to do because I got a lot of things I want to do and those likely aren't aren't the things that, that God wants me to do and it's not not about working hard is important and, and and doing what you need to do but just realizing that God is the one that's that's calling the shots here right yeah that's good and um, just on that same. Uh, token, we want to, we've just pulled up a, a random website, not random, but it's life hacks. But, and what they've done is just taken a lot of questions or a lot of, excuse me, what we've talked about in tips of what they would tell their younger selves. And so what you'll hear from this is the theme is a lot of them are very earthly, worldly type tips uh, that they have. But what we want to do is, is even ask these questions to ourselves. And if somebody were to make this, this comment or make, give this advice, like how would we transition it and how would we be able to think through that uh, from a biblical standpoint uh, with some of these common tips that we hear uh, from an earthly perspective? And so the first one that we'll throw out there. Uh, and this plays into Ryan's, what yeah, Ryan was talking about right Exactly. There. It's like we planned it. Yeah. <laughs> and yet we didn't. <laughs> we didn't plan it. It just flows together sometimes. I'm actually going to take this one. It says, uh, this person would tell their younger self, follow your passion, even if it does not pay very well. That's not the first one that I was thinking of killing. I was thinking but, uh, of the one I'm that has a number rogue. one next to it. <laughs> no, I'm going, I'm going rogue. Fine, go rogue. We're but going rogue. It's I retract my statement then. I don't want people Fine, to go plan and have just an answer. Follow right. your passion. Go follow for it, Colin. I'm following my passion. Do it. This is what I'm doing. Following the passion from, that's burning inside. Um, no, it says follow your passion, even if it does not pay very well. If you are good at what you do and love your career choice, the money will eventually follow. So somebody giving that tip or that advice. To their younger self. To their younger self. What, what would you say to them? Yeah, I mean, it sounds good, right? Yeah. I mean, Sean, that sounds pretty good, right? Follow your passion. Yeah, the... Career field, I, I work and I work in the surf industry, and that's, that's talked about a lot. That's basically everybody's motive for working in that industry. It's something they're passionate about. And that is good. That is something good to have. But at the end of the day, it's not biblical. Uh, you know, biblical is lead a simple life, work hard, have a good work ethic. Um, work is unto the Lord. The Lord is your boss. So... If you put that into biblical terms, you should be passionate about what you're doing because if you're passionate about serving the Lord and doing things right, you could work almost any job because right. that won't matter in 100 years. Am I bringing glory to God in the job I'm doing? Um, you know, I, I can understand that. I think it's, it's good advice in, in that you should be passionate. But, um, you know, again, biblical context is way more important. So right. if you're passionate about working for the Lord, you're going to do well. And you, the money... Right. We know that's, that's not the driver. Right. Ryan, talk to us. You know, you mentioned anxiety just about career and even what's going well there and what did you see yourself doing versus what you're actually doing. What about the guy who is not doing the job necessarily that he would want to do? This would say, man, then, then you've blown it because you, you haven't followed your passion. So how can we process as Christian men through, I may not have my dream job, but where does my fulfillment and my satisfaction come from, even if my, my vocation is not necessarily what my passion is? Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I mean, I think a lot of it just comes back to, to motivation and why you're doing what you're doing and what you're working for, right? Where your treasure is there, your heart will be also. If you're working for 
eternal rewards, then that's going to be what really drives you in whatever career you're in. Boy, if I'm advancing God's kingdom in this job or that, it almost doesn't really even matter. Not that there isn't a point to a career and working hard, but it, if you're working for God's kingdom, you can do that wherever you are. And like one of the things I noticed, I was working at a place for 12 years and then just you know, got let go, didn't see it coming at all. And I remember looking back and just thinking of all the late nights and everything that I did to progress my career, my reputation, and everything at that place, and then just gone in a flash. And then comparing that to ministry, a church, or whatever I've done that has advanced God's kingdom and has eternal rewards, there's just such a different motivation there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And there was one thing you mentioned in there, Sean, is thinking about, you know, in 100 years, will this matter? Um, and even thinking about the current job that you have right now, how, how are you looking at that as your mission field? And not just, man, I, I don't like the job, I don't like the people that are around me. Like, how many of those people need Christ and need to be saved and need to hear the gospel? And how are you working towards that? Those type of things that we're yeah. talking about in, you know, 10 years, 20 years, those things matter because those are eternal changes that will happen there. And so even changing your mindset about getting off the money because that comes and goes uh, and getting to something that matters for uh, eternity. Yeah, it's a great point too because as Ryan said, you put in all those hard yards and so forth, but if you left a job and said, well, you know, I poured myself into this company and here I get unceremoniously just let go with no notice, but you were able to bring somebody to Christ or you were able to represent Christ well in that, there, there's no regret there whatsoever. You don't look back and say, oh, I gave that company everything, but you gave God everything and there's something to be proud about. Yeah. All right, let's go on to another one here. Again, advice that we would give to our younger selves. This one says, you're probably not gonna die next week. Figure out what you want to do with your life. You don't want to be 37, broke, unemployed, and still living in your bedroom at mom's house. We would agree with that last half, yeah. I think, right? Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah, I think so. But, uh, but let's talk about the, the concept in general that they're communicating there. You're probably not going to die next week, so figure out what you want to do with your life. In other words, plan your life. Mm -hmm. uh, figure it out, plan your life, and take action because you're not going to die next week. How should we think about that concept biblically? Does it align biblically? I think that's tough. I, th I think um, in a way, yes. I mean, I'm a big believer in planning your life. I think you look at, at Christ and how he approached his, his life and he had a plan. It, he, he, was, he, was, he was working. He was always doing the, the Father's will. But I think it's that thought of you're not gonna die next week. We should always be doing um, what God wants us to do and confident that if he does come back and he might come back this week, he might come back before this podcast is over. Am I doing what God wants me to do? Right. I think that is... Um, that's so much more important. So I, I think, yeah, I, yes, I think it's good to have a plan, but, but you, it's a plan that you have to be confident to stand before God if he comes back right now that, yes, th th I'm doing what you want me to do. Right, and, and, and really, and this is a, a shameless plug since Kellen's been plugging active all this time. This is a shameless plug for men's Bible study in the spring. We're gonna be studying the book of Ecclesiastes together in the spring. Um, and, and that book is about living in light of death. It's about wrestling with the reality of death and then asking ourselves, okay, so how then should we live knowing that, that death is a reality? Death is inescapable and none of us know when mm -hmm. it's coming. I mean, even just this past week, if you guys follow the, the blogosphere, the Christian blogosphere, uh, Tim Challies, who is uh, heavily involved in, in blogging out there, just lost his college day's son, just collapsed, just died. Um, we, we don't know when death is coming. Yeah. So to say, well, you're not gonna die, so let's get busy living, 
No, we need to, to live in light of, of we don't know the future. And James even talks about that, right? He says, come now, you who say, let's go into such and such a town and make trade and make a living and live there for a year. He says, you don't know that. He says, we should say what? If the Lord wills, then we should go and do these things. Um, and so that dependency there. Yeah, what's interesting about that is if you think about a lot of things in life, we, we, we operate that way. So think if you're on a work project, the first thing you do, what, is find out what the end goal is. And then you work your way backwards, right? We need to find out what the plan is and where ultimately we want to go. And then that dictates how we get there. Well, that, we, we get nervous to do that with, with life typical human beings get nervous to say like, well, I don't want to think about end because I'm so unsure of that. I'll just be safe and plan day by day and just find out what's going to happen. The most important thing we can do is know the end goal. And that's going to then dictate the rest of our lives and how, how we live the rest of our life. And so even as we think about projects and you think about work-related stuff, work from the end and work your way back, same thing with life. And it has to be that way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's, let's talk a little bit then, guys, about... Uh, What's the point of all this, right? What's the point of thinking back on our lives and saying, if I could go back to my younger self, this is what I would tell myself? Because the reality is we can't, right? right? So it's not just to make us feel bad about the, the lives that we once lived. What are some of the ways that we can benefit from looking back, doing this exercise of thinking back, what would I tell my younger self? Uh, how should that now impact me as I think about this next week that's in front of me? Uh, what difference should that make in my life? Why is this a healthy exercise? Well, if you look at a lot of these hacks that, that Kellen's got up here, a lot of them, um, they can't really apply to right now. The, the point of looking back and regrets, you can say all these things, but are you actually doing them, putting them into practice right now? So in other words, have if, if, if looking back you say, uh, you know, read A.W. Tozer's Knowledge of the Holy and, and live for God, realizing you're standing before him. Well, great, are you doing that today, every day? So the point of looking back and at what would you tell your, your younger self? Well, all those things you would tell him, are you putting those things into practice yourself every day? Right, otherwise, 20 years from now, yeah, somebody's going to ask you, what would that you tell your younger self? Uh, yeah. You're going to think back to yourself where you're at right now and say, well, I would tell him the same thing that I would have told him before that. Yeah, so make the change that you want to make, Yeah, right? otherwise all you're doing is living with regret. It, right. It's like the desire to go back to the high school reunion. What's really the point of that? Is it to, you know, show off because right. uh, it turned out better than people thought it would? Or, right. or to, you know, see, <laughs> see, see people miserable because they, you know, the, the popular kids are no longer the, right. the hot shots. The reunion is not really, there's no value there unless you're, you're really trying to move yourself forward where you are right now. Yeah, I think it's interesting on moving yourself forward. In fact, we were just talking about this at Abide, talking about shameless plugs on Wednesday. Um, just looking back at history. So I mean, Paul tells the Corinthians, talking about the history of Israel and their failures, these things happened as examples for us, that we may not sin as they did. That's what looking back does. It, it, it's an example for you, and it's an example to avoid. Now, there's plenty of examples in the Bible positively and negatively, but negatively to avoid. And I think looking back, you got to learn from your mistakes. You got to learn from the things you did wrong. And we all do wrong, wrong so that we can improve. The Christian life is about growth. And if you're, not, if you're not looking back and learning from what you did wrong, you're just going to repeat, repeat those mistakes. So it's just so important to have that, that, that focus on improving, whether it's looking biblically at examples that did wrong or looking at your own life at examples that did wrong. 
also, you know, a lot of a lot of benefit in the right examples and having godly mentors and, and looking at the great examples in scripture. But you got to be able to look and learn because if you're not going to learn, you're not going to improve. Yeah, and the <clears throat> the most important question we can ask because a lot of these again very worldly uh, tips that they have. The most important question you can ask is like, am I in Christ today? And making sure that you are saved, that you are in Christ, um, that you put your faith and trust and, and repented from your sins today. And now that if you look back at these questions, it's not that you can go back and change, oh, I wish I would have been you know, with Christ when I was a teenager or when I was growing up, it would have been so much easier. It's like looking at your current situation and saying, okay, how can I go invest in somebody that may be about to trip over these same hurdles that I did in life and get in front of them? And so to blend sort of our last episode uh, together with this one with friendships, it's like opening up and saying like, here's the struggles that I had. Here's some of the things that God brought me from. And what tends to happen if you've done that enough is you have somebody else that comes up to you and say, hey, I'm struggling with that current thing. And then all of a sudden there's a relationship where you start to be that mentor for that person. Um, so being able to use what God brought you from to invest that into others to keep them from doing those very things. Yeah, case in point, example to put feet to that, parenting. I mean, you men who have gone through the trenches with your, with your older kids, uh, those of us, and I put myself in this category as well, who've got younger kids at home, we need you guys to come alongside us and to say, look, I've, I've been where you're at. Here are the things that I'm glad that I did. These are the things that the Lord was faithful to use well. And here's some things that, these are some lessons that I learned. Um, if you can avoid the school of hard knocks that I went through, let me bless you in that way. Let me benefit you in that way. Like, don't let your kids grow up to be Dallas Cowboy fans. <laughs> would be... That's fair. That's fair. I deserve it. I deserve just, all of it. Just saying. Yeah, so parenting. Um, <laughs> you know, marriage is another one. I mean, some of you guys, you have had your marriages on ICU support. Um, you've had your marriage on uh, life support. And God has been gracious and faithful to you and your spouse to bring you through that. And man, that's another layer of your testimony that now you have to come alongside a young man who maybe you see some similar patterns in him that you know were a part of your life and what fed into the problems in your marriage. And you've got an opportunity to come alongside that young man in a, in a discipleship relationship and and instruct him and teach him from your experiences. Like Ryan was saying about with, with the Old Testament written down for our instruction. Well, it's not, our lives are not the inspired inerrant and authoritative word of God, but the, the experiences that we've gone through, God has brought us through so that then we can use them to bless others and instruct others and say, hey, look, let me make sure that you don't make the same mistakes that I made. Um, and so that's another way. So how, how can we use this process? Yeah, number one, we can, can make sure that the things that we wish we had done, we're doing now, like Sean was saying earlier, that we're not gonna be 20 years, 30 years from now looking back, should the Lord wait and go, man, I would say the same thing to myself because I really haven't changed. And then the second thing is just making sure that we're engaging in uh, discipleship, in friendship, in using what the Lord has brought us through now that as we look back on that and go, man, I would have done this differently. Now let's go and find other guys that are in that life stage still, come alongside them and say, hey, look, these are some things that I did that I wish I hadn't done. Or maybe it's these are some things that I did that I'm glad that God allowed me to do. And these were, were helpful and beneficial. And I want to see you uh, thrive and ex excel in, in that as well. So, well, man, we're going to be, as always, uh, praying for you as, uh, as you strive to put some of these things in practice. Maybe, hopefully, this podcast has led you to start thinking about your own life and, 
and your own upbringing and what you would go back and, and tell yourself uh, in, in a younger version of yourself and then think through what are some changes that you want to make this week if, if you're not already doing the things differently that you would have done. What do you need to be doing this week? And then the, the second thing to think about this week, and we'll be praying for you on this regard too, is who are you going to come alongside in that? Who is the Lord brought into your life uh, that you have an opportunity to now benefit by coming alongside and uh, impacting them, discipling them. Well, Ryan and Sean, we're thankful for you guys being a part of this podcast. And we'll be back with you all. Tomorrow.